0: I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. So for many of you who've listened to my show for a long time, I've always made the statement. One of the statements I make and I make several. But times when I want to rely on these little witticisms, uh, what Ron calls Clyde speak, I often fall into these sayings or words and I do word salad and just some I do because I, you know, I have a I want, I want to create art with my words. I want to try and be more picturesque in my speech. I guess because I was reading Reader's Digest when I was a kid or something. I don't know what's going on with that. But anyway, I'm just saying that I've always made statements that seem to stick out. And one of them is about zombies. I've always said that zombies are great motivators in graveyards. And what I mean is, is that you will most certainly run if a zombie were to meet you in the cemetery. I mean, they make you run if you saw them anywhere, right? But, well, it seems as though that... You know, it, it, like for example, if you were, let's say, if you've fallen into a grave in a cemetery, a dark cemetery, late at night, you fall into a grave, and you say to yourself, "How am I going to get out of this hole?" There is another guy in there with you. Who says, "I don't know. I haven't been able to get out either." You would be clawing your way out of there so fast, wondering, you know, how am I going to get out of here? I am going to be attacked by a zombie. They're coming to get you, Barbara. It's it's the same. It's the same thing. It's, it, it, it. And uh, what's funny? is that the Centers for Disease Control, they have the same attitude. The Centers for Disease Control have learned that if you can't get people to take their lethal vaccinations, if you can't get people to pay attention, all you need to do is convince a few people that zombie apocalypse, a big zombie apocalypse, could take place, and voila, you have motivated a few fearful people to demand a shot to avoid turning into the brain-eating undead. However, now there are arguments that if you do take the shot, you'll have your DNA reprogrammed, and then who knows what will happen in years from now. You'll be a zombie then, too. It's all about the zombie apocalypse. It's back again with a vengeance. The reason why I'm saying this is because the CDC has again reposted their blog about how we should all prepare for the zombie apocalypse in the future. The blog first appeared in 2011. It's been making the rounds on the Internet again. Somebody said, you should talk about this. I'm going, I talked about it a long time ago. But But now it seems more, I guess you know, relevant because we're all getting the shot. It's becoming more relevant because we're all sick. We're all getting, you know, and and, and like I said, this was 2011 when it came out, prepare for the zombie apocalypse. And then it caused the story. It caused a lot of paranoia. And then, of course, you know, The Walking Dead comes out. And everybody's like, oh, my God, zombies are everywhere, right? Ali S. Khan. Ali S. Khan was the author of the blog entry, about the zombie about the zombie apocalypse on the CDC website now the whole site takes on the zombie apocalypse and they're very serious about this. they're not kidding. there's a debate on whether or not the entry is satirical maybe a little bit I don't know but the opening statement the opening statement there says quite clearly quote that you may laugh about it now, but when it happens you will be glad that you prepared. remember. This was first posted in 2011, and now it's making the rounds rounds again. Ali S. Khan, CDC website, writes, that you may laugh about it now, but when it happens, you'll be glad that you're prepared. See, the report goes on, and, and it goes into great detail, about how the zombie apocalypse would begin and how the sick and dying would roam the street infecting all that come in contact with them. There are checklists, there are scary facts about being ready to be relocated to government camps, and even leaving dying family members behind that didn't take the time or care to vaccinate against diseases. Back then, it was the flu. Now, it's COVID-19. Prepare the bodies, put the toe tags on the bodies and leave them in the gutter. This is the future. And it's the second time, second time. This blog and this post that the CDC has made the rounds on the internet. And like the zombies it speaks of, it's come back from the dead to warn us of the very real possibility that the dead can and will eventually walk the earth. I know, (laughs) hold on. I know it sounds crazy. But if you'll permit me a minute, there are some very scary stories that have emerged out of mad science that could definitely have you question whether or not we are on the verge of living on a planet of zombies. For the first time scientists have used dead human cells to make structures that mimic the earliest stages of development which they say will pave the way for more research without running afoul of restrictions or using real embryos. Two papers were published yesterday in the journal Nature that detail how two teams of scientists independently made these structures. They stress that their work is only for research, not reproduction, but it likely will pose new ethical questions. So, taking dead cells and giving them the spark of life sounds like something right out of a zombie movie, or I'm sure it goes from Einstein to Frankenstein. June Wu is a stem cell biologist at the University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center. And in the paper that I was reading, studying early human development is really difficult. It's basically a black box, meaning it's an unknown. Wu's team used embryonic stem cells, and the second team used reprogrammed or resurrected skin cells to produce balls of cells that resemble one of the earliest stages of human development. These balls called blastocysts. Blastocysts, or i-blastoids, or human blastoids. That's what they're called. These balls are called blastocysts. They're using these. They, they, they're basically taking either embryonic cells or they're taking cells from dead tissue, and they're creating these blastocysts. Other studies have concluded that the human brain is also buzzing with activity after you die. A new paper published in Scientific Reports found that glial cells, that's G-L-I-A-L, glial cells, non-neuronal cells operate in the central nervous system, spring into action hours after a person passes away. Not only do do these brain cells come alive, but they also expand in size and grow arm-like appendages. Study author Jeffrey Loeb, who heads neurology and rehabilitation at the University of Illinois Chicago's uh, College of Medicine, noted that His team's findings may come as a surprise to many people, including other researchers in this field. Most studies, and this is what Loeb has said, he said, most studies assume that everything in the brain stops when the heart stops beating. But this is not so. Loeb continues to say that our findings will be needed to interpret research on human brain tissues. He says, we just haven't quantified these changes until now. He also stressed that the post-mortem activity wasn't too surprising as glial cells are inflammatory and their job is to clean things up after brain injuries like oxygen deprivation or stroke. The peculiar trait resulted in glial cells being nicknamed the zombie gene. (laughs) Interesting, right? they call it the zombie gene because the when you die your your uh, neurocells continue to thrive and they grow appendages and they're trying to clean up the mess that is the uh, damaged brain that you have when you're when you have brain death so why are they doing this why why are they trying to regenerate these cells why are they trying to bring these cells back to life in some Dr. Frankenstein type way, well, the findings will have huge implications for past and future studies involving brain samples. Until now, scientists who use brain tissue to, to research new treatments and potential cures for neurological disorders, such as autism and Alzheimer's disease, they didn't take into account that the post-mortem cell activity happens. In other words, this is future research in areas that expect to be more accurate in how to bring about the active zombie gene. I mean, uh, even after death, the zombie gene doesn't live forever. They have about 24 hours to use these cells because then they cease all activity and become indistinguishable from degrading brain tissue. So you have 24 hours while these, these, uh, you know, particular zombie genes are acting in your body. So they very well could find a way to somehow zap the zombie gene or reprogram the zombie gene and then you die, probably for a few minutes or maybe 24 hours, and then bam, they restart your zombie genes, and you become the walking dead. Simple as that. Although they won't call it that. It's too icky. You don't want to call it the walking dead, because people have a little bit of a persecution complex, if you call it that. But that's what they re- re- really are. I mean, they're walking along. Their zombie genes have kicked in. The heart has been restored. The brain, hopefully, has been restored without brain damage. But then again, uh, they, don't, they don't say anything about that. But they're trying to re structure the brain tissue in order to bring you forward and bring you back to life. The zombie gene. Five zero three two two five zero eight sixty. That's five zero three two two five zero eight sixty. It's been a while since I've talked about zombies, but it's just right there in front of your face. The zombie story, the idea of reviving cells or even making cells from dead tissue and looking them grow into well, they won't let them go that far, but I'm thinking if they did. We would be making zombies in labs. We would be creating the zombie gene, triggering it, reprogramming it, possibly giving you a vaccine so you don't die. How's that for immortality? Is that something you'd like? 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You are listening to Ground Zero. And we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at aftermath.media. It's only 4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's 9.99 a month. Again, that's aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.